Welcome to the BU Podcast. BU Podcast Talk. Because of Yo, what's going on, world? It's another edition of the BU Podcast. We are back at it again, and you know who it is. It's your boy, Ashley. Instagram, Ashley underscore BU forever, and you know who I got with me. Yes, Lavelle, Mr. Lovely Day, Mr. underscore Lovely underscore Day. What's up, man? How you doing? Man, I'm doing pretty good. I can't complain. I can't complain. How about yourself? Doing great. Uh... Very sad day out there in, in um in comedy land, you know what I mean? Man, yes, it is. It is. We have some very sad news uh for all those individuals and listen. If you do not know this brother, uh you should have known him uh through his uh comedy specials, through his appearances on the Chappelle show, uh his appearance in the Spike Lee joint bamboozled Mr. Paul Mooney, man. Mr. Yeah. Paul Mooney has left the building. Hey, even you've never seen him, you know this, brother. He's done more writing than Edgar Allan Poe. Give me another writer, even probably Tom Green himself, you know, the guy from Mr. 48 Laws of Power. He's written for every comedic genius from Richard Pride to modern day. Um, He's given us laughs, made us think harder, uh, ruffled a few feathers here and there. Most importantly, he inspired people to be you. You know, Paul Mino had one of the dopest quotes. He had many dope quotes. And one of them was, majority doesn't rule. One person can change the history of the world. And that one person can be you. Absolutely. And And that's what he did. So we're gonna have a moment of silence with Paul Mooney. And we back. Yeah. We would. Man, 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 man. Yes. So, uh, Brother Paul Mooney, may you rest in peace. Thank you for all the laughs that you've given us and all the just knowledge as well, you know, on the stage and things of that nature through your comedy. Uh, Paul Mooney, gone at 79 years old due to a heart attack. Uh, blessings go out to his family and friends. Yo, he had a lot of dope Paul. friendships, man. Uh, like he had Richard Pryor. Yes, he did. He had <laughs> the only person he didn't meet that was great was me and you. Ah. I know, right? I wish you wouldn't mess. Yeah, but real talk. Speaking of friendships, that's what today's topic's about. Yes, it is about friendships, man. Really been thinking hard on this recently, right? Um, and I've been thinking pretty hard on it because you know I have a lot of friends back at home. I want to see. You know, I've made some friends here in Japan. Uh, and I kind of, we kind of wanted to just kind of discuss how we have seen uh, friendships uh, amongst, the, amongst the Japanese society and how we compare them to like the friendship that maybe me and Lavelle have, or maybe some of the friendships that Lavelle has back at home with his peoples, the same ones I have with my peoples. Uh, let me just say it like this, it's nowhere near the same. Nowhere near the same. Um, I will say that over my time being here that I have not made any, not many meaningful uh friendships with Japanese people 
I've, I've met some pretty some pretty cool Japanese people but not anyone that I feel that I could depend on in a jam you know what about you Lavelle I have to say the same um, been in a lot of different events and with things with people here but never to the point where I'm like yo that's my friend to the bitter end uh, they get me nah that doesn't happen yeah, I haven't seen it happen, happen to many nope nope I haven't either as well I, I, I have a really um, good experience that really sticks out in my mind uh, about when I kind I had felt like that yeah most Japanese people seem to be just out for themselves and how something is going to benefit them in the long run and that's it um so it was at the time i had just switched from one of my jobs to another job and i was looking for housing and in japan i think we may have briefly discussed this in one of our other podcasts is that you have to have a grand tour for to get into your apartment um, even Japanese themselves need this. You know, you need the, the grand tour. Okay. So I had been a loyal customer to this particular restaurant in uh, Harajuku at the time. It's no longer there anymore. Um, but I had been a pretty loyal customer to the restaurant. Customer to the restaurant. Um, I would go by and see these individuals uh, quite frequently. Uh, spend my money. In their in their establishment, uh, when not too when when not many were coming through the establishment, and they made me feel like as if I was a friend, right? So when I was looking for grand tours, and I was really 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 stressing to find one, like in a rut, I said, "Hey, hmm, maybe I can call the individuals." that whom's restaurant bar I always supported with a lot of my money and maybe they'll say hey yeah Ashley I'll sign on the papers to be your grantor no problem I I uh, sent them a message on Facebook Messenger I didn't speak to them on the phone I don't think and I had asked yes yeah, um, I'm trying to get into an apartment y'all I really need a grantor can you uh, grantor me uh, I don't know. I, that's, you know, I don't know if we can do that. Bruh. I always supported your restaurant. I never had any issue spending money at your restaurant. I introduced new clientele to your restaurant. I'm not asking you for any type of money. You just need to sign your name on a piece of paper and state that hey ashley's not gonna fuck up your apartment so even with that being said for them to not sign and to not put their trust in me to not put them in a bad situation like fucking up the apartment if they were the grand tour me i think that says a lot i think that speaks volumes 
but they they were more than all right any time for me to come in there and spend right money at their establishment so really at that point i was just i was through showed me a lot yeah that's why i really don't go out and reach i know everything in japan was business early on and if it doesn't benefit people financially or some type of gain there's always a step back japanese i'll say this and i I won't probably ever pull back on what i'm saying 90 some percent i don't know if it's 90 99 percent of japan and it's probably just people everyone's like this is people all over the world but especially in japan they're looking what they can get out of it for for themselves all the time whether it be money if they can if you have a skill how can they utilize it if not they might play like they can't speak any english whatsoever and we'll pull back this is why the common question is your age let you know the generation that you're in how much time they have to like just basically where you stand in life and what do you do for a living not hey nice to meet you tell me about you know what do you do for a living from there they gauge because in japan if you are engineer they assume that's all you do if you're a cook that's all you do but for foreigners your job doesn't define you and for them they that that doesn't register am i is that correct Ashley? yeah i totally agree with that absolutely um so they look at you like oh that's all you do and they just shut down and you can see it in the conversation they just kind of stop talking and but you like i got more tricks up my sleeve but don't reach out and try to change their perspective so quick you just realize something they see no value in you they don't see you as a human they see you as an opportunity and i think that's really the problem in the world today a lot of women hate that men see them as a piece of meat it's not that men see you as a piece of meat men see you as an opportunity an opportunity to have a good time an opportunity to add another notch in their belt and my question is to women and everybody of all race and gender sexuality do you view people as opportunities or do you see them as actually being human and having value to your life and everybody say well it's an opportunity to learn something new i think that's the best way you look at it does this person give an opportunity to see life in a different perspective that's what people should be not can they catapult my career forward so that's just something personally why I don't really reach out many people come to me try to be friends a lot of people maybe because how I look how I move but in the day it always fizzles out because I don't give people what they want and that's the sauce (laughs) (laughs) don't give them the sauce for free because they're always looking for that a lot of them like he stated they are solely looking for what they can get out the deal they want all the eggs in their basket in your basket there's nothing from what I've experienced hence why 
I have actually have only had a lot of support and help from my foreign friends. And you would think, damn, that's what's surprising. I mean, abroad and here. You know, um, I've never reached out to one, but she was just different. She'd been abroad. She just had a good heart, good spirit. Very, very rare. Uh, it was one woman that ran an English school that she actually spotted me the upfront money to get into my apartment. And I paid her back. But she had that trust for, to, in me to pay her back, which is what a friend should have, right? So currently, I believe she's moved to Indonesia now to, uh, I think she started a school out there. And you, you'll find those rare outliers here every now and then. And she was one of them. Bless her heart. I uh, hope she's doing well in Indonesia. But she helped me out big time. And it's funny you say that because, like, you just made me think about a couple times in Japan, more than one, to everyone listening, where I've been driving or walking and seen a car broke down in the road. And everybody's like, oh, Japan's so helpful. I've sat there and watched. Nobody help. Just traffic backed up, backed up. And I'm like, no one's going to help. So what do I do? I get out my car, I run in the road, and I help push a car out of traffic. Take control of the situation, moving it. One time, there was another foreign person doing the same thing with me, helping get the car out of the road. And in my head, I'm asking, why are we the only people helping? thought this was the most friendliest country on the planet that my friend is a myth Japanese people are polite because it's customary but as far as stepping out and giving their life to save you no and you said it's pushing a car saving your life about two years ago a gunner sergeant in Okinawa struck by a car killed for getting out to help someone a pedestrian that wasn't American, was once again, someone Japanese, and he died. So yes, it is risking your life. Going in traffic and moving cars. And it was so much while I was going to work, the lady actually remembered me and contacted my job and was like, that guy is so nice. No one else was helping me. And he ran over and helped me get the car out the road. And my coworker was like, wow, you truly are a nice person. I was like, yeah, that's what we do in America. And you say, what about America? Well, one time I was driving about two, one, two in the morning in America. Saw a car shoot off into the forest. Every, it was four to five cars stopped, if not more. Everybody pulled over. We ran into the woods. The car was stuck at a tree, in a tree. And we pulled this woman out the car. No one was thinking about their life. If it was a snake over there, 
if it was because this is Alabama, it's anything in the woods, but nobody thought about their own safety. All they thought about was someone needed help and people shot out of their cars running to go save a life. And that's, that's pretty much what I got to say. Like once I say again, I've been in two countries. I've seen how people move. And everybody said what this had to do with friendship. Friendship starts with little gestures like that. Little gestures of sticking your neck out to help someone. Meeting someone at a train station and saying, hey, do you need help? And you say, you know what? You were very helpful this time. And they're like, hey, let's be friends. Well, let's keep in contact and then from that bill of friendship that's how friendships are made yeah very well said man um the reason and the reason being that people within Japanese culture aren't so quick to stick their neck out because they're highly risk averse mm. so they are unfortunately calculating if I become this person's friend is it going to put me behind or put me ahead in the long run they're attempting to figure that out Uh, they don't like to take any chances on anything even a friendship that could put them behind more or less as, oh, will this person in the future might fall in a rut and they'll be coming to me to ask me for something. Or ask me to just even do something for them. It's even to that to that point, you know? Um, it's just, it's very bizarre to me. I tried to, I, I rode bicycles for a minute trying to uh, make friends here. And I remember that. Yeah. Wasn't really genuine friendships. Wasn't yeah, like, yeah. I feel like I was in the Yakuza. I think I was. I think I was around with you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then even the piggyback on. On how risk averse they are. The Ville mentioned why people don't help much. It's because, from what I've heard, is that if people get involved in something, they could potentially be accused. That's true. Right? I've seen, seen a guy bleeding, leaking. And in my cab, I told him to pull over. He said, no, mind your business. And he explained, that will become your problem. And we thought the guy needed our help. He was stumbling and bleeding. And we was like, he could be about to die. And the taxi driver kept going. And gave me him and my, Me and one of my friends, the friend was not Japanese, he's African-American, pulled a guy off a train tracks late night. Drunk guy stumbled, stumbling, and we were watching him. And we're like, man, this dude is definitely about to fall on the tracks. Lo and behold, he fell on the tracks. Luckily, it was very late. So very late here in Japan, the, the trains aren't running as often, or the passing trains aren't. 
So we were both thinking to ourselves that, man, we shouldn't, at first, shouldn't deal with this because as we just stated, you could be accused of something like, oh, y'all threw him down there. Like, that could have easily happened. Like, that could have easily happened. Yeah. What? No, I nodded down in my mind. Nodded down in my mind. How did you get down there? Y'all threw him down there. Click, click. No. But no. No. We said, no, we got to get to do our tracks, man. So we went over there. I mean, the dude is just pissy drunk. He he probably couldn't even make out like where our arms were to pull him up, right? So we pull him up, pull him onto the platform. I I, I swear, not even five minutes later, one of them passing trains came through, bro. Getting it. I was wow. like, whoa. Wow. And I mean, we were wow, literally the bro. only That's three crazy. on the platform at that time because it was late. So if we weren't there, it would have been it would have been lights out, homie. Wow. And if a Japanese person was there, he definitely probably was going to deal with that. Um. Ridiculous, but but true, man. Uh, so I wouldn't expect much from a relationship with a Japanese individual, as far as you know, shedding tears with them, showing them showing empathy, them showing emotion, uh, anything of that nature. They don't. It's very cut and dry, depending depending on who it depending on who it is. Rare, there's some rare, there's some outliers, but rare, extremely rare outliers. Maybe individuals that were born in another country and were raised there for and then came back to Japan, or individuals that have been have heavy exposure to uh, foreign cultures or in cultures that express empathy, emotion, um, forgiveness, caring. And things of these nature. The ones that ain't been exposed to none of that shit. So do you feel like your relationships no. with with foreigners, Gaijin here, made your stay abroad much easier? Way easier. Mm. My that Kukujin, foreigner. My foreigner friends are some of the big, biggest reasons why I stay here. And then once I met met, met my wife. Then she's another reason as well too. But she's also the reason her and my son is the reason why we're leaving. So they can have a better life. <laughs> you know? But no no doubt about that, brother. You know? Uh I I think, you know, when you find the right friends out here, you know, you stick together. You stick together tough. Yeah, I noticed that here. Yeah. Like there's a tight group and that's why I always tell people you have to get your own business. I think you're gonna have to work with like-minded people, but definitely people who, if you're a foreigner, probably just gonna have to be foreign friends because so you don't get bought out. And I'm gonna give a quick story, and this happened. Um, this even come with marriage. One guy, pretty much, his own wife built a business with his wife. She's Japanese. It was a school. Got big. She cheated on him with a Japanese cat and snatched the whole thing from under him. 
in school and she has them all and got with the man who had the connects to make her venture much bigger and everybody's like oh that's a business deal oh she greedy nah because in japan one of the things i notice is people feel that they really a lot of people here really do feel like my country people understand me better You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand. So, like, they will look at you like, we can be cool, but it's difficult to be tight because you don't understand me. Yeah. Yeah. Not the language. You don't get where I'm coming from. And honestly, they're not willing to put themselves in the uncomfortable position to understand you because under compromise is an uncomfortable uncomfortable position right yeah yeah where you attempt to understand someone else yeah. and you're not high enough priority or they don't desire to put themselves in that position for you yeah and i'm glad you stated that because that brings me up to this and i think we kind of um close the topic on this is that that's why it's, di- it's also difficult for an individual to be you if you are attempting to be friends with a Japanese individual or maybe attempt to be in a relationship with one. Now, like I said, me and the veil were in relationships with Japanese women. Yes, I'm, I have a Japanese wife. But, like I said, we're an outlier very rare like because i had two japanese girlfriends before this and they were garbage of course that's why we're no longer together learned a lot from those relationships of what i did not want and know how i didn't want to move you know, and things of that nature but this goes on to the individuals that i believe me and lavelle seen that con- attempt to confide into these people and we knew an individual that was attempting to do that. And he basically became somebody he didn't want to be. And uh, a terrible alcoholic. That he was coming into us saying like, why, why don't the Japanese like, it was, it was sad, bro. Yeah, I've seen this with even other co-workers. Um, people, they work a job, they've learned the language, they've even married, they dated, but they still can't make their way in the circle. And it hurts so bad. <laughs> and they literally cry to everybody else. And I'm like, why do you want to be somewhere where you're not wanted? You're wanting to be in a circle. It's okay to yeah. live in Japan and want to be here. And people say, why would you want to be there if you're not really wanted? Because it's your planet. I don't know who made who gave who land, but the whole planet minds. So I can be wherever I want to be. Now, I don't have to be in your circle, but I'm going to be everywhere I want to be. And that's how every human should be. But no um, definitely, yes, be you and the planet belongs to you. But at the end of the day, if people don't want you there, just know it. Learn a language. I mean, 
if one thing you take from this whole podcast on this episode, it's not that you don't come to Japan. Please come. Please learn. Please grow. At the end of the day, don't come expecting to have this kumbaya, amazing friendship, thinking if I go to war, this person going to go with me. No. Mm-mm. If you meet one, guess what? You hit the lottery. Don't expect it. Now, if you go to America and you're not black and you make some black friends, guess what? I put money. They're probably going to ride for you to the end. That's one thing we do do. We'll probably. bust ahead for you. Hey, probably know that about you, you, that. You, you, you'll know. They'll call you play cousin once you become cousin. <laughs> you and them, they got you. That's it, man. Man, okay, man. So with that being said, uh, Lavelle, you got any shout-outs or anything like that, bro? Man, I want to give a shout-out for me for being mean and doing what me do. <laughs> yeah, I like that, man. You got to. And I, I suggest to everybody else, else out there to that as well. Shout yourself out every day, every fucking day, all right? But as far as the shout-outs on my end, yeah, uh, I want to shout-out to me as well, being great and amazing and being you 24-7. I also want to shout-out to my cousin, okay? Uh, my cousin has just started his own uh, beard and skincare uh line Younger lane called kyle alex um please follow his product page at kyle alex on instagram or you could follow him himself at gonzo the wild bunch i know that's a wild name gonzo the wild bunch on instagram as well um to uh inquire about his products uh he's currently selling them out of a barber shop in indianapolis forgive me for not knowing the name but he is selling his product out of that shop and he is willing to ship uh to you as well too please reach out to him to get kyle alex beard and skin skincare products immediately and also shout out to my boy chris good friend of mine for over 20 something years uh, much love to you, bro. He just had his birthday, so happy birthday to you, big dog, and your beautiful daughter. And her and your girlfriend. Shout out to y'all, man. Big ups. With that being said, you got any last words, uh, Levin? No, nah, man. But uh, I said, let Paul Mooney take us home. Yeah, man. Yeah, most definitely. Let's go ahead and uh, let him take us home. So wherever you at, morning, noon, and night, wherever you at in the world, remember to always be you. And Paul Mooney, go ahead and let him know what's up. Peace. You the running free or you running scared? How you running? Thank you for listening to the BU Podcast. Please always remember to be you. BU Podcast を聞いていただき本当にありがとうございます。いつも BU をするのがしっかり
ください